Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to another episode of Cutting Weight. We know you're all out there waiting for the the next shoe to drop, waiting for the vaccine, waiting for the for the stocks to rebound, or you name it. We're we're all here together. I'm I'm here. Mike Jethro Stahl, your primary host, the the real cornerstone of the show, I would say, right? You, I mean, you're you the would anchor. Say. You're the anchor, Mike. Yeah, yeah I mean, anchor. you gotta say that just to replace, right? Absolutely. We got Shane McNona working the board over there, doing Shittily. a fantastic job. Yeah, Shittily. not not very well. That was a I'd great say. start, I think, yeah. from, no, board op, from a board op perspective. <laughs> After you edit it, like you said, we've got uh, Jim Ayers. Hey. Jim, Jim Ayers of Ayers Well Drilling. Jim. Tell us the truth. Do people really need water? They don't, do they? Turns out they don't. If you just drink Coke Zeros yep. and bathe in it. apple cider, you're going to be better off. I mean, doctors have done the research. I haven't seen Jim yeah. drink a water in a long time. It's all beer. I hate I'm, to, I'm not live to be 63. I hate to put it out there, but I had a hunch and I, I knew it. Yeah, well, don't tell anyone. It's because, all marketing. Uh, we, <laughs> we've got <laughs> them all fooled. We kind of need that business, right? Um, so we're here from Cutting Weight Cabin. It, it's warm in here again, surprisingly, for being 22 degrees outside. We've got the, the space heaters daisy-chained together. Um, What's nice is you have this like fake fireplace in here. That it, is nice. It, I don't think it warms it up at all, but it gives the illusion of warmth, which exactly. is all I, all I really a, need. It's Placebo. a faux fireplace. Right. And what, who are you here giving me shit right now is uh, our guest, Jerry Simmons, for the night. Jerry, yeah. welcome. Hey, thank you for having me. It was a very professional start. wasn't expecting that. <laughs> Well, yeah, the, the rock and roll. I mean, I, I think your expectations will go down as the show goes Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll. I mean, they came in low. I mean, <laughs> yeah. When you no. told me you had a podcast going on, I was like, oh, okay, this is minimal production. I mean, in fact, they even have microphones. And a, we had an know, actual like, author on the show. We did. Someone writes. Someone writes for the show. No, no someone. Um, we no. there was our okay, guest. I was gonna say fire them. This is just as already we do. <laughs> unscripted. Absolutely yeah, unscripted. That made more sense. Yeah. Okay. All right. So uh, part of the part of the reason for the the fast start that we got off to here today is uh, brought to us by the Canton Brewing Company. So I had an opportunity, took the family down to uh, the Football Hall of Fame. We did see, um, got to see some some great stuff down there. And if you haven't been down there recently, um, it's a great, it's a gem of uh, Northeast Ohio. I know my uh, my brother had got married last summer down in Canton area, and we spent a couple of days down there. And I hadn't been, geez, since I was probably like ten years old. And then the one day, we had a free morning, so my I took my son and I. We went to Hall of Fame and uh, toured it around. Man, it, it's cool. It's if you're a football fan, you know, especially for the kids. Uh, I think it's just a neat place to see. They have a lot of interactive stuff. The gift shop is yeah. insane. I mean, you could just drop money at the gift shop. Yeah, there with I stole a bunch of stuff. Oh. <laughs> That's a, the, I stole a bust of... Uh, the the Hall of Fame is like... Is that Tom Landry sitting <laughs> in the corner? No, it's, it's Marion Motley. We brought it over here for the... Uh, it, was a, it was the only one I could grab. Nobody was looking yeah, nobody's going to notice that one's gone. <laughs> Some Browns fan, that's it. They're the only person that know that name. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely cool. Inspiring. They've got a cool, like, I remember going there when I was like eight or nine years old and, and walking through it, and it was just kind of, I mean, yeah, it's a football hall of fame. It was a little bit boring, but then also they've they've spiced it up a little bit with some virtual stuff where you got like Video Joe, games. Joe Namath is, look, is you know, yeah. giving a speech to you. The it's holograms like, yeah. talking. Yeah, that's cool. They've done a great job. So if you haven't had an opportunity, go down to the football Do hall they have the young that. Joe Namath or is it like the old person that I got to see on TV the old, all the time? drunk, pervert Joe <laughs> yeah. Namath. Well, that's, oh, oh, that's my favorite Joe Namath. That is my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah. That's everybody's favorite. Yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Being interviewed on Monday Night Football, he offered to kiss me. I just want to kiss you. I just want to kiss you. 
Yeah, Joe Namath was there. Uh, anyway, after that, I bribed the family into going down to the Canton Brewing Company, downtown Canton, which How, is... How's that brewery? It's, never been there. It's fantastic. It's huge. It's massive. And you kind of wonder, like, I in the middle of this... I honestly have never even really heard of it. In the, the middle of this vast expanse of downtown Canton, which used to be the probably. heart of... Yeah. I mean, the heart of Ohio. It's, it's a probably, little dilapidated now. Yeah, it's a little bit unfortunate. But this place is massive. It's got a huge vaulted um, ceiling. I don't... I, I should have asked what it was. You know, the building was obviously repurposed. The basement, they've got the tanks down there and everything else. And that's massive. You could hold... You could hold a wedding down there. It's just a it's just a gigantic building, and you kind of think, how are these people making any money? Oh, they're um, not. I mean, I don't think it. It'll no, fail. Making but money. They yeah. should. Cool. They should because they they've got a great uh, they got a great beer here. This one's called and uh, so it's a little bit. You go in there, good menu of food. It's a unique kind of menu. Good service, uh, and there's live music that was playing there too. Two old guys that brought a guitar. I don't think they were. That was the name of their band. Them. Two how old many, guys that brought a guitar. How many people were there? Because you're not allowed to have concerts. I'll I'll ten. call on that place right now. Ten. <laughs> I'll call. There were probably right now. ten to fifteen people there. That's too many. But too many. Yeah, well, for the for the amount of servers there, I mean, <laughs> just trying to employ people, I think. But you know, no problem finding a parking spot in downtown Canton. FYI. You can do that. Good no to problem. know. It's a good place to just probably spend a weekend. You could probably park in just the middle of the street down there. <laughs> Nobody noticed. <laughs> just, just leave, leave it. There. Leave the car running, and the cops would be like, "Yeah, mm. some business." I was like, "Hey, move it tomorrow." Okay, <laughs> but uh, they've got like um, West Coast. I think what they call like Northeast Coast IPAs. This one happens to be North Wave IPA, which all of their beers kind of have this um, Native American or. Uh, or surfing theme, which for Canton, Ohio, it just seems kind of <laughs> a bit of a stretch. Sur- no, the yeah. surfing's pretty big around here. <laughs> I could it buy really the I could buy the Native American. There's theme. so many lakes that you can get to within short distance. Chase it back to Jim Thorpe, ch- you know, whatever. But anyway, this one's called North Wave. It's a mix of um, Australian Big Secret and Cascade hops. It's full bodied, a lot of aroma. It's you know kind how of aggressively a, hopped is it? I asked for the most aggressively dry hopped. IPA they could find, and this I is what like they I brought. I just got raped. I'll tell you what, and then they went over house? to a store next door and bought <laughs> something. <laughs> we didn't get shit. That. So they gave, yeah, so they so. gave me a six pack of uh, Two Hearted. So what, what's the ABV on this? This is uh, seven point two. Mm. This is this is tasty. This is kind of your sweet spot, right? I mean, you were talking about. I said six point five. Yeah, so six point five was where we started it, and now it's growing at eight point five. They also have this like Carpe Noctum beer that they're. Um, they're coming out with it's on draft good stuff hey let's give some love to the city of canton yeah good job can i just 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 took a sip of a city wait a (laughs) boy they took a lot of towns they they always want to be a city but they didn't they they, got there they took a gut punch they really did did. and they're still taking i think they're on the ground and they're taking several like several more hay making some other guys kicking them in the stomach like when is when is the ref going to come in and break this up? Well, that's a good question. When's, where's Jimmy Hart coming with the chair? Come on, <laughs> the mouth of the south. Someone needs this some help. This is bedlam, people. <laughs> so speaking of referees, we have a very very special guest tonight. Yeah, he was already briefly introduced. His name is Jerry Simmons. But he's a real Renaissance man. Thank you. And when I say that, I mean he's done a lot of different shit out there. Shit or shifts. Yes. I mean, both. Yes. I will say yes. I mean, just a brief recap of some of the... Some of the time he spent toiling at different jobs. He's been a hairstylist. Mm -hmm. He's been a wrestling coach. 
a machinist. He's transported people in hospitals. I don't know if that was actually a job or if he just snuck into hospitals and pushed people around. He's been a stand-up comedian. He's now a casino pit boss. He's a wrestling referee. He's been a pizza delivery guy and a cook. I mean, he spends his time when he's not working, those 17 jobs. Going to someone else's job and (laughs) and talking about him. Yeah. He does yoga. He loves trading (laughs) stocks. He's into home brewing and whiskey collecting. And I, I just think we called him because... I've known Jerry for, geez, probably 25 years. We, you know, we grew up kind of in the wrestling, you know, family of Northeast Ohio. I ended up going to high school together. Still kind of kept in contact with him, and he's got a younger brother who I'm also a good buddy with. That uh, and his his family and I still he's got uncles and his dad that I've known for years. Great group of guys, tons of fun. I thought he'd be a great guest, so that's why we wanted to bring him in here tonight. I'm sure he's got some great stories and some tidbits, and then he'll probably. Add some uh, some crazy light to what we're talking yeah, about wow. tonight. So Jerry, we're just we're happy you're here. Thanks for having us. Um, okay, pressure. that's Jerry Simmons. <laughs> now move. So cool. I, I, I've known Jerry for probably even longer. Yeah, we're at the Y together. We're at the West End Children. YMCA. Coach Rich, Rich just, Hunter, just hanging out, out. In the showers, Hunter. or are you guys participating? No, in we were out. Well, so, so back then, you, didn't, you guys you met, didn't shower yet. You met two months <laughs> ago like, in the YMCA as <laughs> homeless men. <laughs> we were just showering back there. We grab, grabbed a, a was, hot cup free, of coffee. It was free and shower. shower. It was, it was ba- free shower Fridays. That was back in the day, though. Like a Y, the showers were just big open, and it was. Yeah. Eight-year-old kids. I don't think I ever showered. Eight-year-old men like walking around buck naked. Yeah, no one wants to see old balls. And not allowed definitely to. Definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not me. That made me think of a story though. The when we were little, we went to a tournament. I think in Gross City, down by Columbus. Yeah, down by Columbus. Was, was it, it, big, the, was like was it big, the Ohio Super Tournament? No, it was just called Grove State Tournament, but it was a big one. Like I remember, big, the trophies were enormous. The whole team the, went. So, we stayed overnight. Stayed overnight, and we shared a room. Our moms took us. That's what, that was the year that uh, we had that huge. It was a snowstorm, right? I think so. Yeah. And uh, Scotty came down with Scott Dennis. Yeah, came down the next day with my dad, and they got like stuck. Well, I remember the one year we stayed in a room with with our moms, and your brother fell off the bed and like, like cracked his head going. on the end table, and like couldn't yeah. even wrestle. Right? See, uh, yeah, it sounds like something stupid. Your brother. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so I to make fun of my brother. Everything else. Let me let me do, turn the lights down a little bit. He's better than me. Too. So if we can pick anything and make fun of it, I'm in. Can't kick him to sleep on a bed. So Ryan, yeah, let's. I, first question off the bat: Who was your guidance counselor? Uh, well, were they fired? See, that's, they part, of, that's, part, of, that's part of the problem. See, I can't even tell you who that is. <laughs> Maybe if I would have found that office, things would have gone a little bit better for me. You know, a little bit better career direction. I wouldn't have eighteen jobs that pay nothing. Well, I mean, I know initially, you you know when we got out of school, and then you you kind of did a bunch of different things. But I remember going to get my hair cut by you because you would you worked with your uncle at yeah. his salon, which I think he still still owns, yeah. still owns in Manor, and that was always a hilarious place to just like hear random shit that would happen. Because I mean, I think as a I don't know, you would know better, but like as a hairstylist or a barber, like you hear every story about everything. You right? do, you do, but we're not a barber shop, so the st- we're more of a salon, so we deal with mostly women there. So the mm. stories we're hearing about aren't the ones that you're gonna make a movie. No, on. they're the you know? awesome stories yeah. though that guys want to hear. Though, Just about right? that, that time. Really. <laughs> no, like, no. That time yeah. they had a heavy flow day and blood through their pants, yeah, their so white they, pants. They just feel like opening up about it. And you're like, <laughs> this is gross. I, you know, I get him a hairdresser, but 
I am not. Look, you want me to take these split straight, ends off? Right? Yeah, you understand that? They got, they got to talk to me about perfume. I don't know anything about it. Do you ever do you ever act more effeminate to get a, a larger tip? Well, it you know what they get, it gives the appearance of being a better hairstylist. So that's right. I will, yeah, you act gay. And then they're like, no matter what you do, they're like, well, he's a gay. So he's. By the way. So he must be good. Right. This looks looks like it's off center. Oh, it's supposed to be. Oh, okay. Well, then we'll just go with it. Why have you continued to do this, though, even though you're not a hairstylist anymore? What's that? Be gay? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, it's just a selling thing. It's just kind of, again, I'm just looking for tips. People feel bad for you because, you you know, it's a minority. So nowadays it's cooler. Do you still cut hair at all? Or yeah, no? I do. do so you? I still do cut hair like uh, once a week. Once okay. a week I still do it. I cut the clientele small, you know, because I work the, the casinos full time. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm roughing and doing everything else. But I still have a small clientele. It's nice. I just do it once, twice a week. And What do you think them. about just taking a cart around with scissors and clippers to tables? And just like... At the casino? Trim? You want to yeah. trim? Yeah. <laughs> like Man, a masseuse? The luck's going bad. Hey, how about if I give you a nice trim, make you feel fresh? trim, make you feel fresh, lighten it up a little bit. Maybe maybe, maybe the look's not maybe right. Maybe change your yeah. luck. Yeah. Loser. Maybe take the scissors, do whatever you want with them if you're not... Maybe. Let's, let's give you bangs. What do you think, honey? <laughs> you think it, <laughs> the dice aren't rolling your way? What, what about if we layered that? You know how many times I've seen good bangs just turn a roll around? <laughs> I think that'd be interesting. That's like a next evolution of a hey, hot towel. I don't know. Hair do, I mean, we have massive. Uh, we have like trim. massage therapists there. Oh, well, we did before pre-COVID. Now you yeah. can't. Now right. you can't do it. Can't do it. But we did have uh, like a, a masseuse would come around, give out massages right. at the not the because uh, they, they want people to feel relaxed when they're losing their <laughs> all their income. Right. Right. Yeah. You feel better. Well, you no. feel like you're getting something in return. Like, hey, you just gave us twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, but you got a nice little five minute massage. Yeah, oh, thank forget. you. Thank you for that. Then, you know what? You're right. Help yourself to the buffet. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're right in money, so it's, it's grab, grab something to eat on your way out. Go and get yeah. you a salad. There, there, there's on your way to the homeless shelter. Go, just go ahead. <laughs> get, a, get, a, get two bagels. Take them with you. You know what? Take the silverware, too. Actually, no, not that. Not those bagels. Those are everything bagels. Those, are, bagels. those are the VIP bagels. <laughs> I'm sorry. Those, those are the, 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 the big roller bagels. Dude, we're I think they're high rollers. They don't call them big rollers. Big do they call them big rollers, Jerry? They do not call them big rollers. That is no, yeah, never a term that we use in the casino Big rollers. Business. I'm referring to the actual bagel. They're big and they're, rollers, they're round whales. and they roll. Nice try, Mike. They're big roller bagels. Nice try. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you spend some time? You'll see them in the casino well, soon. Well, we see homeless people like you mentioned earlier. We see a lot of those. Those Not so much in the casino, but outside. The, so I work downtown. There, here's a weird story, right? Drive downtown. I drive down at like four in the morning. That's when I show up at the casino. There was this bridge that is right over by like West Third, right? Underneath this bridge, there was this guy one day, he's a homeless dude, middle of winter, sleeping there on this like cot that he had. And it was just him, some sort of like uh, a sleeping bag, and he was sleeping. I'm like, oh man, that's horrible, right? So like as the weeks go on, he's always there. Then what started happening is he started built, like it started building out. So it wasn't just a cot anymore, you know, there was like a, a like a, like a chair. There was a chair. Then there were some plants at one point, like set up on yeah, like this ledge. A lava lamp. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, man, what the hell is going? This guy's like moving in. Yeah. It, there there was, yeah. There's more and more stuff was there. Then it got after like a month. There was some woman next yeah. door to him. Like, you want to move in? It was like a yeah. neighborhood, right? I'm like, what's your place like? Well, I've got a stack of magazines. I got a, you know, the, yeah, plants. It, this guy doesn't even have a home. And he's getting laid more than I am. Like he's got he's got a girlfriend over the house. He's waving, hey, waving at me. It's awesome. I guarantee he sells that place for fifty grand. Well, <laughs> one bedroom, one bath. 
I was putting in for in it. In an up-and-coming neighborhood. <laughs> up-and-coming yeah. neighborhood. Downtown Just, just on the border, Tremont, Ohio City. Access to restaurants, bars, casinos. Down by the local high life. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's got good bones. Lots of fresh easy, air. Easy commute to work. Right. Airy, <laughs> open floor plan. <laughs> that one day was just all gone. Just all gone. I, I came by. Everything was gone. I don't know what happened. Because one one cop decided to do his job that day. Right. Like, I mean, it's been um, on for two months. Move along. It, it went on for two months. Damn. Damn. We had... <laughs> <laughs> Could have had it all. We had it good there. For I, I didn't think anyone noticed us except that one pit boss guy from the casino. You know, I had to carry all this crap here. All right, fine. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So, see, it's going well. It's going well. So, there. what other? I mean, I'm, I'm sure working at a casino, you probably see all kinds of crazy stories from you know big people winning like tons of money to probably people big rollers right big rollers a lot of big rollers big rollers to little rollers (laughs) and everything in between like what's a what's a normal day like at as a pit boss in a casino in downtown cleveland yeah so it depends on what hours you work they're really uh drastically different so i used to work um in the morning at one time and then i've also worked at night In, in the morning there's a lot of clerical work you're doing right it's really boring i've got my grandfathers are coming in they're coming at like six in the morning these people that are business workers they're coming in just to play for an hour so you see like that style right then at night turns like into a shit show i mean this is when people are coming in they're getting hammered they're getting markers for 20 grand and it's like they're popping off i tell you it's absolutely it gets it could be crazy when you see somebody come in for 100 grand lose it you're like oh i mean have you have you had like an hour that baffles my mind that a guy would come in like yeah, I'm gonna scramble some eggs, <laughs> slice of bacon. Yeah, I gotta be at work at eight. I want I'm gonna hit the casino for a, you know, yeah. for a quick for, for a, a couple quick of hands. Pop. Yeah, yeah, hundred grand down. Unbelievable. I tell you what, though, you know, it, and now, do you think someone that does it has a serious gambling problem, Jerry? That's a good question. I'm gonna tell you right now, the answer uh, to that is is no. That guy does not. You know, these people that come in and lose a hundred grand, they are able to do that. Not even bad an eye. They walk away from that money. That's like, right. that's like you and I. That's right. like you and I coming in. For ten bucks, yeah, right. and losing ten bucks. The people that really have a problem, and, and to be honest, there's not a lot of them. I mean, you see them and stuff, but you know when you see them, those are the guys coming in for two, three hundred bucks. They yeah. lose that two, three hundred bucks, and it, they're stinging. Like they're upset. Yeah, they're probably not going right. to eat. They might not eat lunch today. Right. Like, like those are the people that have have the problem. It's not these guys that come in and drop twenty grand. They don't. No, that's like they're getting coffee. You know. What do you ever? I mean, where do you side with the the gambler or the business? I mean, do you do you ever feel like a Hey buddy, you're up. Like, maybe <laughs> so, call maybe call it a night. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm always I'm always on the customers. Like I want I want people to win. You know I know how our company runs. As long as we're running, we're winning, right? Yeah. So seeing big wins, if we didn't have that, we wouldn't have a business. Like people win, people go gamble because they have this delusion Idea, that they're going right. to win. Right? Always that because person. it does happen. Yeah, yeah, sure. People no. ask me all the time. It's like, an hey. odds thing, like any sort of gambling. Like, if you have, you know, I mean, you would know better than me, but like if 100 people are gambling, like 10 of those people are going to probably do really, really well. Sure. Some of them will do okay, but most of them are going to lose. Like, otherwise, you know, the big saying is like they, they wouldn't be building skyscrapers and casinos right. in Vegas if these right. things lost money. So, I mean, we, we only have, just say blackjack, right? We only have, if you play correctly, you know, it's like a, the edge is like 3.4%. It's not a lot. So out of hundred bucks, if you're playing with it and you play it all day, we're gonna take we're gonna take three percent of that. But it happens quicker. So someone's gonna win huge. Someone's gonna win big. Someone's gonna lose a lot. I mean, that's just how it how it ends up going. But we're we're making money. So I'm on the side of the player. 
I mean, in fact, I like to gamble. People are like, hey, you see people lose all day. Do you still like to gamble? Uh, you know what else I saw? Uh, someone last week won a million dollars. I just <laughs> saw that. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go, when, when I go gamble, I'm not thinking of you losers that show up and lose all your money. <laughs> you know? But you can't but, play but, in Ohio, right? No, I can. I used to not be able to. They oh, changed you can our, now? Yeah, they changed, they changed our license, but I can't play at our casino. What, so when you gamble, what do you like to play? I like to play, I like to play poker, and then I like to play dice and blackjack. Like, I, can't, I do not like slots. I can't stand no, it. Slots are dumb. Slots are the worst. And I, you know. It's not even fun. What about Baccarat? So, uh, Baccarat. Um, <laughs> Baccarat. Yeah, we don't, we don't no, have no. Baccarat. He's we from, have, uh, I think, most, Baccarat. I think Ohio. most of the, 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 the big rollers play Baccarat. Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> I went down there. I remember I, after, uh, Did NCAA you really Nationals, play Baccarat that time? I played Baccarat. Baccarat. <laughs> Baccarat. I played. Uh, I played. I sat down at a table and I realized I have no idea what's going on. Just, yeah, I was you had surrounded no idea. by Asians and uh, quite common and Arabs, and I was like, "That's yeah, quite common." What's? Uh, I didn't know what was happening. So. Where, where was this in Nashville? No, when no. we were when NCAA's were in Cleveland and we were all at the casino oh, one night. Gotcha. Mike comes back and is like, "I just played baccarat for a while. I'm going to bed." And I'm like, "Did he really?" I kept, I kept meaning to ask you this for so long. <laughs> Did he really play that, or is I he tried. just saying that? I tried. I have no idea yeah, what's going on. That we don't have to. So, you know, so no. Baccarat's one of the games. You don't need to know anything. You're going to go up there. You're going to pick the player or you're going to pick the banker. You pick two spots. That's like flipping a coin. You doesn't matter what's going on. You're going to put your money there. There's they're no gonna decisions deal cars. Yeah, they're going to deal cars, and they're going to let you know if you won. Yeah. Yeah, you had no idea what they were drawing. <laughs> no, I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, there's a whole Garrett, drawing thing that yep. goes into it. You had no idea. So, so is there strategy in Baccarat? It depends. Who, yeah, Baccarat. It <laughs> depends the, who is you Is the T silent? Are we, uh, is <laughs> it yeah. a hard T at the end? It's Baccarat. a hard T. Baccarat. Yeah. Baccarat. Baccarat. I don't so, hear the T. Baccarat. I can say it like that. You can say it like that. I'm going to stick with Baccarat. Well, you're, 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 you, you, you have Italian. You go, like, it's a Baccarat. Hey, play some Baccarat. Hey, some Gabagol. <laughs> Italians don't play Baccarat. So. Oh, no, there you go. No, yeah, they don't. Yeah, they, they Italians don't. do not, not play. It's a very racist game. Well, it's not racist, but it is. Uh, it. I mean, you're not incorrect. It leans a lot of Asian. It, it, well, it is Asian. It's an Asian game. It, it comes from Asia. It's, that's where yeah. it's at. It has a huge Asian following. That's not racist to say that. So that's legit. That's what's going on. Um, you know, that and Pai Gao, it has a huge Asian following. But it's it's a fun game. It, there is no strategy. We give you the illusion of it. So there's like a board similar to a roulette, and it shows you all the patterns of what's going on. Well, these people have no idea what they're doing. They're just looking at it, and they're coming up, looking backwards, trying to come up with a reason why the next one's going to be player. They're like, oh, look, oh, it went player, player, player. Then it went banker, but then it went player, player. So what's it going to be? Well, it's clearly going to be banker. And then everyone will say, shake their head yes, like that guy just made sense. And like, oh, okay. So we're all doing that. And then the whole table will bet that way. So is it basic? Is it like a 50-50, literally? It is. It, well, it's like a 49. I mean, there's got to be yes. some sort of house edge to that. Where does the house get the edge oh. in Baccarat? So uh, the higher percentage play is going to be on the banker, but we take a VIG on that. So we... We take a vape oh when you win. Yeah, so they always get dollars. They take like fifty cents or something, right? right. Or, they, I, I sat down for ten minutes. I lost a pinky, and <laughs> was I even playing back around? Yeah, back around. I, I don't, don't know. know. I'm not sure you were playing back around. Did you go down a basement? You did this. Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I was lost the tip of my finger. Overhead. <laughs> I had to cut a slice in my palm and shake hands with another guy. Where was I? We had this weird guy who used to play Baccarat all the time. Like I said, they have the, we put a sign up there so people stare at it and they try and analyze it. And I, I think the people that do that aren't very bright. But these people are bright, but they are superstitious and it comes with all kinds of stuff. There's this one guy I used to play. I was amazed to find out that he was a grandmaster in chess. 
like a grandmaster. Like you don't just accidentally no, you become be super that. smart, no, yeah, to right? Yeah, it's like you get like genius level, right? This guy still couldn't figure out that there's no pattern to break, but he would stick like he would write everything down, yeah. trying to figure it out. And I'm like, wow, this guy's like next level crazy because he's also next level yeah, intelligent. Right. Ponderook four, right. Ponderook four, <laughs> right? I watched him play, like, and he was the real kind of grandmaster. I walked down in tower. Uh, I don't know, like, I try not to say where I work, but I walked into a place, huge tower there, and he was inside <laughs> this mall area. And, <laughs> in any case, he had he was doing like the grandmaster movie. Detectives get on this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He was doing like that movie you see on TV. He's playing like 20-something people going place to place to place. And I'm like, this is this goofball who's in here, doesn't yeah. sleep for eight days, right? And <laughs> yeah. now he's out here just schooling people that were also good at chess. Just yeah, but I think like, aren't, wouldn't you say that, I mean, I have no idea. I'm just throwing this out there guessing. But like, if, if you're that genius smart, like you're on a different thinking social plane than people like you're oh, he's on a different social plane I mean, you're not you're not yeah, like a that. normal person like you're so smart i mean there's kids that probably not that level but there was kids i know like from when i was coaching wrestling at john carroll who were like super smart you know they ended up going and like not acing but right. like basically acing like their college entrance exams to med school and stuff similar like, to my similar to myself sounds like me a little bit right yeah i mean yeah, you, you, well, probably, you, to, you probably used to call them names like Simmons. Well, I mean, you worked as a transporter in a hospital. <laughs> These people are now like actually making brains. You know, oh, yeah, no, very similar. I used to. But you probably walk, sure they you probably walk past them at some point in the hallway. <laughs> no, they went, I wasn't allowed to make eye contact with them. That's for sure. Keep your head down. <laughs> Fire him. No, but like super smart people, I think, are just... Their brains work so differently that it's like you can't really even try to get inside what the heck's yeah. going on in there. Like yeah, you I don't can't want to be inside this, this dude. And you don't want to. No. I didn't say I wanted to, Mike. No, but... It sounded like you wanted to yeah, get in Yeah, kind of did. I, I, I kind of wanted to. Maybe for like a day. You just like kind of want to dabble. I've been beaten by my own kids Bing, in chess. John Milkovich. Oh, I got beaten by my son in chess over Christmas break. Well, yeah. My son has not beaten me in chess yet, so I still... Although he rarely plays, so it's really not that much of a thing. Well, when I got to the other board, side of the board and said, King me, he's like, right. Dad, this, this, <laughs> no, this, no. this isn't what we're talking about. Well, it God. sounds like... <laughs> King me, bitch! <laughs> Dad, checkmate. I, I said, always bet on black. He's like, like, your you brother can, would be good you at can be whatever color you want. I don't care. Yeah, I, my brother's probably more of an analytical thinker than I am. I'm just kind of like, living the moment like... You know, put your nose down the grindstone and go. And I think Mike is a lot more contemplative. I'll tell you what him. Mike's good at is liking my posts. Like when I, <laughs> like anytime I make any type of comment or post, Mike is on there in like two seconds. I don't know. Is he just on that thing all the time? He's also not very busy. Right. I think, yeah. I think <laughs> because I, I'll put it up. I'm like, yeah, this is pretty funny. And then like in two seconds, Mike Ayers likes it. I'm like, oh, oh see, yeah, it must be funny. Yeah, it's pretty, Mike yeah. liked well, it. Not, not that he's not busy. He's a business owner. He's a small business owner and he does a lot of work, but he also controls his own schedule. And he, yeah. I'd say he's, he's, he's selectively yeah. busy I don't want when this he to, wants to First of all, I don't right. want this to turn into making fun of Mike Ayers. I appreciate it. No, let's do it. I appreciate <laughs> that he is liking yeah, it. I like the path this I appreciate it. He, he, he was our first guest, I think. He was one of your calling guests. Yeah. He was our first calling guest. Oh, wow. We're familiar with That's when you make it. That's when you make it. Someone calls in. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was big time. Went to, what, we, did we open uh, up phones around here. We... No, one day we uh, <laughs> we came here to do a podcast. And we opened up the phone line. And we sat here for an hour and a half and uh, crickets. Nothing. A lot of crickets. Yeah, we got a wrong number. We probably should have called the wrong. Should have gave out a number for people. Yeah, to call. I'd say you have to market that. I don't know who your marketing guy is. Probably also the technical designer. It's probably Ryan, it's probably Ryan Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, but you should put him on it. <laughs> I should. I need to talk to him. 
Anyway, full circle. I think another really interesting tidbit, Jer, of uh, your experiences is uh, Gaz the comedian. Now, it's an alter ego, or maybe it's not. I don't know the where the Gaz came from, and I'm sure you can probably enlighten us onto that. But you did spend some time doing some stand up. I don't know if it's something yeah. you still work on, or if there's any future hopes and aspirations to get back into that. But what the fuck was that all about? Yeah, well, you know what? I uh, I have a lot of hobbies that I get into, and when I do them, I really like to get into them, and that was one of them. So I, I'd always thought about doing it. I was like, hey, let's get on stage. It'll be fun. Maybe I'll do it. I like to write. I'm always writing, doing stupid stuff. And that's another one day I went and did it, and the, the, I used the first time I used Gaz was, was for that. But st- w- w- why Gaz? Where so the story for Gaz is, uh, it was on my, it's not a, I don't want to, first of all, it's already built up too much. Already built up too much. I mean, it's, it was from a coffee mug. So I got a coffee mug and it had my name on there, which is Gerald, right? And then on it, it had the origin. I already forget what that was, right? But it came from someone, probably Greg. Sounds cool. Uh, and then it has all the nicknames sure. for it. So the nicknames for Gerald are like Jerry, Jeremiah, Jerome. And then one of them was Gaz. And I was like, oh man, I absolutely love that. Turned out it's like it's like European, and it's actually pronounced Gaz. But I've already committed to Gaz. So I was gonna say, are we sure it's not Jazz? <laughs> no, no, it is. It is pronounced Gaz. Like it, I, anyone else in the world phonetically is gonna spell that or pronounce it that way. Yeah, it's just G A Z. But welcome, G-A-Z, right, welcome right. to Northeast Ohio, where Baccarat is <laughs> pronounced Baccarat. Right, and and Gaz. It's kind of like Jay Z, but G A Z. Yeah, you're like the white Jay Z. Oh, I never thought of it that way. Well, it's probably because yeah. I can't dance or sing or. Write music, but I think you're thinking of his wife. But um, <laughs> Jay Z, he does that too, right? He raps. Yeah, he doesn't dance a lot. I've never, I've never him seen him like, dance. Yeah, he doesn't no. do like choreographed yeah, dances. No, I think he's a big time dancer. I think the only movie he does is like just kind of the sideways gat. No, he's he's like Michael Jackson. I don't, I don't like to sound wrong, so let's <laughs> yeah. Let's can we move on? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, gas. Yeah. So anyway, guys, guys, is the G the GZ of comedy of comp stand up comedy, right? So no, I did that for like six years. It was was fun. I was like, I was to the point to where uh, I was starting to get like gigs outside of the state, and uh, I was starting to middle places. It was whatever. I mean, it was it was just fun, but it was also uh, not very lucrative. Like I'm not making any. I was paying actually to do stand up comedy. By the time I was kind of like starting a podcast, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you know, I would drive to like West Virginia, do a bit out there. I'm getting paid $150 and they put you up in the room, right? So that would be cool. But then you're driving home. I mean, it's, you're not not making money. And then I got the job at the casino and that's at night. I mean, that, that's what killed it as far as doing anything like that goes. What Stand-up comedy is not like, hey, you're a funny guy. Go up on stage and tell stories. And I, well, I that's how it starts. And I watch, and I watch like, uh, um, I love the Netflix show, uh, Comedians in Cards, Drinking Coffee. They drive around with Jerry Seinfeld. You kind of find out like how neurotic like some of these guys are about like the timing of a simple sentence and and how they deliver a joke sure. or like it it's it's just not being it's not just being funny or having a funny story it it's it's more than that right like what's your experience yeah, with that so it starts it, I I want to say that probably most comedians start off getting into it because they are funny at home you know they, yeah, sure. somebody finds them funny no one is like man no one finds me funny everyone's like oh my god you should do stand up <laughs> there, there, <laughs> might, there might be one <laughs> there might be one comedian I mean, there might be a couple we... comedians that are sitting around one day and they're like no one finds me funny I think I'm gonna start doing stand up comedy <laughs> see how this goes for me but most people are like hey I'm gonna be funny and then most of those people will go up find out that uh, you're not funny when you get on stage and yeah. you're no longer riffing off of your buddy Ayers who's going to do something stupid eventually and then you're going to make a fart joke about him, right? You actually have to write your own material. You right. go up there 
and with zero prop whatsoever, you got to be funny. And you got a hundred plus people looking at you like Staring. you better be fucking funny dude. <laughs> it's okay. just so much pressure like they want to laugh but it's almost like if you don't make them laugh they're now <laughs> they pissed. turn they yeah turn. it's so, a real quick I, they, it starts off with clapping and then eventually it's just no one's clapping get him off the stage <laughs> this guy sucks i'd even pay for this i wish i would you should pay me <laughs> so like what's like what's a good did you ever have any good like heckler stories where like people would heckle you so there's i mean there's not See, the magic of stand-up, what I found, really goes away once you start to see people's routines. You know, I'd be at Hilarities, and I didn't do a ton of work there. I only did one show there. It was like a middle thing. Regardless, you're seeing a lot of stand-up comedians, and the magic of being a stand-up comedian kind of goes away. Because what you find out is being a comedian, is it's, it's almost like a play, right? Except you wrote it yourself. And what you need to do, a great comedian isn't going up there and making up new stuff every every show, right? Matter of fact, they're doing the same material. A great, uh, a great comedian is making their same exact routine, make it seem like it's off the cuff while they're doing it. But they're doing the same show. You'll go up, see the same comedian, and I'm talking headliners that are national. They're doing the same show three times a day, the exact same thing. But each time, it's like they the they learn a little bit from the last right. one. They're getting a little bit better. They get yeah, more comfortable. It's just finally. That, that, that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's a, it's a finely honed. Routine sure. where a pause here, hundred percent time, wait, huge. A wait for a laugh there. It's just a important. facial expression or so some sort of. Tell thing. me uh, if you can, like, kind of what I've become accustomed to is most comedians can remember. You know what? You, what was your go-to? What was your What was your what, maybe? What was the first joke that you wrote that got a big laugh that you kind of always went back to the well on? Uh, let's see. Well, I, you know what? It's a it's a learning process, and the way that I did jokes, um, my style was stories. So I would get into stories and a lot of the stuff that I start off with are things that the way that my, my brain would work is I would see something funny or I'd do something funny and in my head I would think of how funny this would be if I did it not the correct way. Like so you go through social norms all the time and you handle it correctly. Oh, thank you. Right? But in my head I'm like, what if I would have done it this way? And then I come up with a whole story that this would become and that's how I wrote, right? Yeah. So I would have great stories. The first story that I wrote that was actually great, that I mean, you know, great, I mean I went out performed the whole thing yep. and got like an applause at the end. It was uh, one of the first times I went on stage. I did a bunch of crappy jokes that no one laughed at. And then I did one middle part and it was about this uh, husband that went to a strip joint after hearing uh, this thing on the radio. And on the radio, it was an actual uh, commercial that they had about this guy comes home from a strip joint and the wife was like, hey, where'd you go? And he goes, oh, I was at Christie's. And then she was like, I'm gonna give you something that Christie's doesn't, doesn't give you. And I'm like, there's no way in the world any wife is this cool about coming home from a freaking strip joint. And so that's what it went off my head. And then I, I acted out an entire routine of this husband coming home drunk and the wife being like pissed off and how it really goes in real life. And, <laughs> yeah. and had a whole interaction. So that was like, it was like, it yeah, was, yeah. I got into it. I acted it out. And it was, uh, that was my first good joke that, that I liked. Well, yeah, that, that's got to be like, uh, you know, a drop of, of adrenaline going down your spine. It's like that. Getting a getting that feedback from an audience has got to be like a, like a shot of it is a, of cocaine a, or heroin it is. or something. It like is. That. And I've done a lot of both, so it's I can be tell you. <laughs> yeah, so I can tell you, it is very similar and also awesome, yeah. but less life ruining. Although I mean, you end up spending a lot of time not making money, so I guess it's not helping to cause it. I mean, you still, you Tough. know what? All of us end up blowing someone at the end, like whether you're doing the drugs or stand-up comedy we're all end up in the same spot same alley hey what do you do heroin no stand-up comedian oh yeah that makes yeah, sense yeah yeah 
<laughs> they didn't put you up tonight? Nope. <laughs> I'm hoping John right here will take me home, so see how this goes. Hey, a little less teeth now. <laughs> right. And what's like a, you know, for... You know, for the kids out there who want to be a stand-up comedian someday after hearing that, um, five minutes is an eternity up there, right? Hey, the first time you do it, yeah. Five minutes? Yeah, or, I mean, you like tell Like, ten someone, minutes of material is a sure. long time, right? It sure is. You know, and by the, you know, by the time when I was finally starting in the middle, you know, I would have, like, 45 minutes of solid stuff. And I could do longer than that, but then I'm really starting to get into some new stuff that you don't know how it's going to finish. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm stuck up there for 45 minutes, those last ten minutes, you're like, man, you really fell off. You know, because right. you have solid stuff and you write it and you do it and you'll go and you, you play it out and you'll do three hours of material that end up being 45 minutes of solid bits that you're like okay this is this is entertaining people don't mind sitting through this and they're actually laughing you know laughing yeah I mean like an hour comedy special we think of you know, that's pretty breezy for us like we sit down and we watch, watch it, right. Louis C.K. or Seamless. Seinfeld or Chris right. Rock or any you know your favorite comedian sit down and Go through that, but then you realize like the magnitude of what goes in. Oh, they're that, writing right? and writing and performing and performing hours and, and hours of different yeah. stuff. And they that do that, tighten up that months same in advance to just just to tighten that up. Oh, right? months, they months or years to come up with a special. Yeah, like, we listen nuts. to like the, you know we talked about Joe Rogan podcast, but when he has comedians on there, they talk a lot about like their whole process. Yeah. And he always is you know interested in what their process is versus his process. And right, I mean like a year to come up with a you know an hour and a half like special on yeah, Netflix. It's, that's they, a lot of work, and man. they perform that routine like hundreds of times and then and then when you see it on netflix they film that over like sometimes three yeah, or four so days cool. and they're picking out when they did that joke the best time you know their best you know they gotta bring someone like shane in to do it, all the editing four. yeah it, that's <laughs> yeah. you know they're hitting, that's editing right there I hitting hope that joke. For it. it's kind of crazy the process and you know you it's an average person you probably wouldn't know you know you wouldn't yeah know. yeah when you watch it you think wow he just came up there and told a bunch of funny stuff like no it didn't one of, my, <laughs> like, one of my favorite comedians who I've, I've read books and stuff on is uh steve martin absolutely love him mm -hmm. right absolutely love him and there was a wasn't he a jerk though he was a jerk <laughs> thing right that one but yeah, that was a dad we joke. We got one of those. That was my best joke. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. for the for the over forty audience who's seen the movie, the jerk. Yeah, you nailed that one. Yeah, I, hear, I, hear, I hear you laughing out there, listeners. So you're welcome. No, but so he did it. Like he actually, there was a joke that I had to re. I, I took the same joke but reorganized it after listening to what he did. So he his whole act is being like buffoonish and silly and stuff, right? So what people were doing is they see him up there acting stupid acting like a numbskull and they didn't give him credit for the amount of writing and like creativity that he did and they just see him they're like ah, anyone can do that just acts like an idiot which annoyed him right and he, he felt like they weren't really getting his jokes as much so what he did is he started to open up his show playing that banjo yeah. Turns out he is a sick musician. Yep. He's really, really. Well, learned. him and Martin Short have been like touring. Oh, so they tour, right? Yeah, they got that bluegrass show. Yeah. Well, they they tour. They they do all the music. It it's awesome. So he's amazing. So what he did is he wanted people to realize how talented he was, and that's why he opened with that. So he'd come out picking, you know, and he'd be jamming his thing out. Boy, he's good. And you're like, this guy is extremely talented. And then he would go into his stuff, and you start to realize he is not a buffoon. Yeah. This is clear, just acting and writing right. and it's it's all planned out it's yeah. it's all you know what what he's trying to get to and he has a great book it's called standing up i bought it for my dad my dad never read it so he gave me the book back wow <laughs> i'm not and, surprised uh, i met yeah, your dad that's a good book it's an, right. it's a really interesting yeah. interesting book but it talks, talks about his childhood and his progression through stand-up comedy but yeah he did magic <laughs> worked at a carnival yeah stuff. i mean yeah. he did really really cool stuff but nowadays like his adrenaline rush is like a martin short will come up to him when they do this show and they travel through i was like here's what i think would really kill 
and they and he like Martin Short does this big build up and we'll do this this and this and then you say this and then um, they'll try it and it'll fall completely flat <laughs> and then they look at each other and they just laugh hysterically <laughs> like yeah. that's the progression Cla- that's, that's classic Martin though man he's yeah. awesome like that's what he does he makes himself look stupid he's self deprecating yeah. that's all he does it's so funny yeah that so that, like but when you were doing shows Jared like did you ever meet a headliner that like a big name guy that you thought was like awesome and like cool off stage or another one that was just like man he's a dick so no one i met was like a dick everyone is like usually pretty cool that people that are made it that like the headliners you know who are dicks people like myself the middles the people that haven't made it anywhere they have like this pretentious artistic it's like dealing with an artist who has never made a dollar in their life you just don't but, get me but any yeah right yeah. but any artist that's awesome they're like oh no they suck they sold out they fucking blow right i mean it's that's yeah, right. The headliners were super great, but everyone else that was like me, they were Basically, all assholes. Like, Nobody just got yeah. at them, like, yeah, okay. Basically, like every teenager <laughs> right. today. Right, right. So that's like hanging out with teenagers. That's what hanging out with all these uh, middle starting comedians is like hanging out with like teenage girls that are just sitting there just yeah. nitpicking everyone else around them. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're the same person, right? Oh my gosh! You hear gas so stupid all his jokes. I mean, he does. That's just not oh cerebral. Do you have everybody was laughing? How dumb are they? <laughs> well, this audience is dumb. Right. Yeah, but when they go up and they suck, it's the audience that's dumb. <laughs> you don't uh, get it. Yeah, they don't get it. Oh man, they don't get these jokes probably over their head. Too highbrow. <laughs> so Jerry, like, I mean, we've been talking about all kinds of crazy jobs you've had and different experiences and people you've met and kind of different things. And one of the ones we talked about initially when we introduced you. But you were a transporter at a hospital. Uh, I mean, I'm imagining you're, you're just yeah. kind of moving patients from place to place as needed. What was that like? Is that? I mean, I would imagine now today sometimes it would be not as needed. Weird. Like, didn't you ever just shuffle people around I mean, just to keep the doctors on their toes? Sometimes you just you need to create a job. You know, you need to. Really, yeah. I, All right, so like, they're gonna fire me if I don't start moving somebody. <laughs> yeah. Jerry just sitting around doing nothing all day. Yeah, I just walk by with old people every once in a while. Look at me. Who ordered that? I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Has anyone seen Mrs. Rutherford from room eight? Yeah, Jerry's got her down at the casino. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, here's the thing. I, so I worked, it was a third shift job that I was doing. So I was doing transport. They only had one of us at night. It was over at the old Euclid, uh, well, still current Euclid Hospital, so the Cleveland Clinic there. I thought you were going to say Euclid Tavern. No. You're transporting people out there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you thought it was a hospital. <laughs> no, no, I was just moving drunk people. <laughs> I was moving them. Uh, when they would pass out, they're like, where's our transporter at? And I would carry these drunk men. <laughs> I think I transported Mike out of there one time back in the day. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so anyway, uh, it was like a third shift gig, so there is not a lot of transporting going on. I mean, there's sometimes emergency tests. You have cat scans or whatever's going on right but they were emergencies i was also doing cleaning so that would be the other part of my job so i'd be like buffing floors right <laughs> buffing floors however here's the here's the uh the sweet i just part. think it's hilarious i'm envisioning like you're you're, you're like waxing the floor yeah like, uh, jerry when you're done um this person's dead can you move him down the morgue so so that is uh, those are the things that i did right here's the other thing that transporters do not the evs people because like i said i was like cross i did a crossover job the transporters are involved in any type of code. So there's code someone's going down, right? Right, right? What your transporter would do is I I would go in there and I'm doing chest compressions. I'm a chest, so because I was trained, I did be trained in CPR, I was the chest guy, right? Because you, what you want, you just need some grunt. Turns out, yeah, I've, been, the, a, I've yeah. been a boob guy my whole life. Yeah, so the chest compression guy is like the grunt work of the medical world. Like, you know, it's the brick mover. You know, that's what they're doing. Hey, yeah, right. get over here and start doing some. So here's the thing that could happen. You could walk into the hospital 
I could be buffing floors. That's what's happening, right? I'm in there buffing floors. You would see this guy. Oh, nice guy. I'm waving at you. 15 minutes later, like your grandpa George, your, 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 your father George is fucking in code. He's coding, dying, right? You're going to come walking in there. I'm going to be on your dad's chest. I'm doing chest compressions. Oh my God. You're the floor. What the, what the hell is going on around here? The last thing. It's, it's, the last what thing kind of hospital see. are you at? Like, this is, the, is that the floor buffer? You don't have a better guy to be able to do this? The last thing I see is. Oh, God. It's the floor bumper. (laughs) What's happening? Dude, it was crazy. (laughs) Then about you know twenty minutes later, after you didn't make it, then I come back and I move your dead body. Okay. One thing's my so both. So you were a triple threat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I could either be bumping the floor, doing chest compressions, or moving you after you die. Not not a one trick pony. But it, but it was lucrative for you to let him go because then you'd have to transport. Which increase more work. Job security. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah, because if they make it, then they're just tubed up. You can't even move these people. And it's, well, plus, well, that's too much work. Like if you're moving a live person, they're connected to all this stuff. You got to take all this. It's, it's actually a lot of work. You ever so, leave anything it's behind? It's easier like, when oh, they're dead. They're right. You don't bring any of this stuff with you. Like you're bringing up. No, he's dead. We don't need it. <laughs> but so. My wife is a, a nurse. Both oh. my parents are registered nurses, yeah. and uh, they, oh, they. She probably looked down on me at one point. A lot of times, they, I mean, that's what I would deal with. The nurses look down. No, on but what they what they've always said is, if you've ever done chest compressions to try and save somebody's life for a long amount of time, it's like exhausting. It is. I mean, you're like you you're really doing get, it. you get a good pump. I mean, so I was younger. I mean, I was younger at the time. I mean, now still in great shape as you guys can tell but <laughs> but when i was younger i was in decent shape well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the why you're yeah, not exactly yeah. ymca well, yeah, yeah. i mean you know that's, we can agree to disagree but. <laughs> but you know so i would just like it plus i was the only transporter but i was younger i was in decent shape so i would just be the guy just doing i would just do it i'd do it for like an hour just going i mean literally like there'd be times when you would be pumping guys or gals chest for an hour Hoping that just trying to work. keep blood moving through their body, right? right? So they're yeah. So you're just. Do you ever do it on somebody that didn't need it? Just could just, <laughs> just kind of stay in practice, just to stay fresh. <laughs> well, so, wait, but, so what I would do sometimes I would train people, you know, and uh, anytime I trained a new person, my favorite thing would be to have a have, have to take a, a cadaver back down to the thing. So when I'm training somebody new, I'd be you know, I li- listen. I know the doctors do a pretty good job. They give it their best effort. But before I like to put them in the cooler, I like to give it another 15 minutes. You know, just, just to give it one more shot. Because you know? if this works, I'm just fucking going to get a raise and I'm probably going to get a promotion. Right. And so very nice to high five from someone. Like Dr. Yeah. Frankenstein yeah. down there. Like, hey, I, I don't want to bag on the doctors. They do a pretty decent job. Like, like I feel like we give it one more go. Igor Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> it's either that or I told the, I told the new guys that hey listen if this is your first cadaver you we have to unzip it. you got to get in there and take a selfie with them <laughs> right I would have them believe in that for the entire ten minute like walk down and they're like this guy fucking kidding me <laughs> we gotta get in there and take a, yeah just what are we doing are we gonna like get right next to it yeah don't worry dude I go we're just gonna zip it down you get right in there just get, like, give me a thumbs up just do that and post <laughs> yeah. on your Facebook we, and you're good <laughs> it was before Facebook oh. so we'd have to post it old school like on a pin board <laughs> like literally you'd post it somewhere with your finger. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Post it with a on tack. an actual pin board. Yeah, with a tack. people cork, go <laughs> cork board. Yeah, and then you know we would comment on it just casually. You didn't have anything you could write on there. It's bullshit. Oh my god, that that is good to know. And I, I guess I need to be a little bit more vigilant in my 
checks when I go into a hospital to see who's buffing the floors because that could be the guy that saves your life. Right, it could be. be give nice him a thumbs up person. on. The, give him a thumbs up on. Did the you way ever? Like, did you ever like save a person's life from chest compressions? So it's like, what's as, your record? What are you batting? Right yeah, now? I am batting. I am probably. It depends. So as a, we did. I mean, it's funny what you make a game. When you're in a business, <laughs> so when you're in the business of any, like you could be in, in, in you're drilling wells, you end up making games and you make fun stuff out of stuff. Or when you're a transporter or you're a nurse or you're working in it, you're making games when people are, they're dying and it's serious business, but that's how you keep your head right by being able to stay in the motion without being emotional. I mean, or else you're going to make poor decisions if you get too wrapped up in it. Right. So you're able to stay in that mindset and so what are you betting, Jerry? So we're betting on how you how you bring people back to life. We used to have bets going about it. Hey, did you bring anyone back to life today? I didn't, right? So we would bring people back to life, but more often than not, what is happening is you're just getting their heart going again. You know, they give them some EpiPen. You get them cranked up. They defibrillate. Next you know, hey, they're back alive. So they'll be alive for like a day or two, but yeah. I'm betting full on, like making it back up walking out of the hospital. We're, I'm, I'm probably over. <laughs> I wanted to do a lot of build up for that story just to let you know that I was a failure every single time. In terms of floors, though, I mean, they had a nice sheen on them. That was my biggest thing that I left there. My legacy was just a. a you got your really, review at the end of the quarter or month, like, uh, was it the floors or was the trust people died, but God damn it, that floor was the shiniest we've ever seen it. Jerry, you're not good at bringing people back to life. You know what? Okay, here's the thing that I saw. This is the craziest thing ever. So when you're when you're transporting, you're in there and you're jacking people. You're doing their doing their compressions. You're real, jacking people. Are you real. doing their chest or where you? Well, it depends on what the doctor. Maybe you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> the doctor would have me do that sometimes, no, and that was to him. That was actually to him. I was like, I don't know, Doc. Hey, you're the one with the degree. Okay, who am I? I'm a transporter for God's sake. This is how I do it. I'll put a shine on the floor. I'll put a shine on that. What yeah. do you want? Yeah, the other doctor just wanted me to wipe his brow, but whatever. <laughs> Let's keep you going, man. You're the one saving life. No. So. You're getting the big bucks, sir. <laughs> so you're in there. You're in there doing these compressions, and everyone else is doing real stuff. So you really, I mean, you're like, you're right in the middle of all the chaos, and you're learning stuff, and it is kind of neat. Like, I did, I did like the chaos. Here was the nuttiest thing that I ever saw, and this is what I learned what defibrillating meant. So defibrillating, you think, you think you're kickstarting to someone's heart. That is not what's happening. You're what, stopping it. You're, well, you're, yeah, you're, you're getting the rhythm back and going because right. it's fibrillating, which means it's just shaking and like, right. you're getting like 3,000 beats a minute, right? So you're fibrillating. You're trying to get that thing restarted correctly. You're going to unfibrillate it. Right, right. Yeah. So that's or what defibrillate. defibrillate <laughs> right. if you will. Yeah. Which, which afterwards, which I'm like, well, I guess that big, makes a lot of most, sense. Most big rollers know that. <laughs> yeah. You're, un, you're, un, you're, you're stopping the heart. So, so here it is. This guy's fibrillating. The We already uh, defibrillated him once, so the, ch- the cart wasn't ready yet, right? It's not ready to go. Either that or it just got brought in late. I think that's what happened. It got brought in late, so it wasn't ready to go, but they had already given the EpiPen. The guy's heart's already fibrillating, right? Because you're seeing it go crazy. This Asian dude's probably like five foot, right? So I can make fun of him because he's just barely shorter than me. <laughs> Any case, he jumps up on this dude and he punches him right in the chest. Like, his was, heart- it, was this even a worker at the hospital or something? <laughs> like- How like, Asian was he? Why didn't he karate chop him? Well, that's what I thought it was. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I don't want to be stereotypical. But this Asian dude just karate chopped him in the chest, and it worked. Like, so it's brilliant right there because they didn't have the thing. Just that shock of punching him in the chest, it would bring it. So it was like beating. You're looking right at the thing. It was like 320 beats a minute. He punches it. It would drop down to like 100. So it didn't fix it. We still need the defibrillator. But 
It was insane. It was like the most yeah. insane thing I've ever Broke seen. Broke his ribs, punctured a lung. <laughs> right. Saved the heart. Yeah. He died of a concussion. <laughs> <laughs> Sad ending, but it was still cool. <laughs> cool to see. Right. The, the light that most people saw before, you know, the, the, the light that they report is just the, the yeah. gleam of the floors. That, that Jerry had... I saw a white had, light. It was actually just coming from the, the floor. As the guy's fading, I want him to remember that, too. Remember the floors. <laughs> remember <laughs> it. <laughs> Cleanest floors you'll ever see. <laughs> they won't have floors like this in heaven if you happen to go there. I don't think Which it sounds like you're going somewhere in <laughs> heaven, though, brother. According to that whore wife out there, I don't think you're going. <laughs> you're fucked. Yeah. If you're at the Euclid Clinic, I mean, eh. Dude, here's one. Okay, guy, I'm doing chest compressions. The guy's 60-something. I don't know, he's old, right? He has got, the funniest thing I've ever seen in there, the uh, respiratory nurse is up the front. She's incubating, innovating. We're going down. I look down, this guy, we already got his shirt open, and I'm blasting him. Where are we're going? He has got this naked lady on his stomach, like full naked lady from like middle, middle of his chest, yeah, all the way down to yeah. past his belly button. Naked lady tattoo. Yeah. And as I'm doing it, his stomach is like doing the weight. And it yeah. looks like this thing is like dancing. It's turning right? me on. This is when I was like, man, this is so weird. It was turning me on. <laughs> but I turned it. So I'm like, neck, I'm like face to face with the respiratory nurse. I'm like, listen, before I die, I'm getting a tattoo like that. And I am making myself a, like, I'm not going to be a DNR only because I want the chest compression guy and everyone else to see this naked lady dancing on my stomach. It'll be a fresh, it'll be a fresh one too. As soon as I think I'm getting close. I'm getting that tattoo. Okay. You said it. You said it here. Do, it's documented now. Yeah, it's. It. I'm gonna. I'm gonna time it up. That's the key. Yeah. Know? Barring accidents, I feel like I my health's failing. Yeah, it'll motivate the chest compressor. And so, if like next year you see me have that on, I may have cancer. That's probably what's happening. Well, that is amazing, Jer. I think the only thing that could be more amazing that some than some of the trials and tribulations of your work life yeah. is answering the five questions we have prepared for you tonight. Oh, this is nerve-wracking. You don't be. have to answer them. There's no, no, yeah, here's, don't be nerve-wracking. Yeah, here's how we're gonna, gonna, no, it's already We're going to tell you what you would say. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll give you the list. Because I didn't test well in high school. Some of you guys... Yeah, Brian Burrito knows. Brian, whatever his name is, he knows I didn't test well. I think, it's, I think it was Ryan Burrito. Ryan Burrito, yeah. I think that's too obvious. I think it's Brian <laughs> Burrito or... No, that, well, maybe it's Ryan Furrito. No, that's way too no, obvious. That's way, way too close. That can't even be close. Yeah. At any rate, we have, a, we have prepared five questions for you that you will read okay. first person and... Shane, Mike, and I will answer them for you. Oh, okay. You really don't even have to answer them. Oh, that's so if much easier. If at some point you feel like you want to kind of, you know, shed some light on some mm-hmm. of these, we right. might we might let you. Okay. But there's a there's a good chance we won't. Just shut down. Right, well, so right. so we'll, we'll kind of see how it goes. We'll play it by ear. And uh, you have not seen the questions, nor have... have not. Uh, I don't know who made these questions up, to be quite honest. The writer. Probably the writer that you talked about in the beginning of the show. Yeah, and we fired him after last show, so... <laughs> Fortunately, he got these done before he... Worked ahead. So I, I, will, ahead. I, will, I will hand over the questions to you, okay, and you will start at number one, and we'll go from there. Just, we'll so, the, just so the listeners know that he handed me a real piece of paper. Yeah. I mean, that's real. That's, yep. that's not a sound effect. That's pretty decent cardstock as well. Oh, that is. is what is, is this? What is this? Three ply? It's color hammer. Five ply? What do we got going on here? Okay, five questions with Jerry Simmons. My name is right at the top. Gaz. Cool. Yeah. Gaz. 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 I made it American. I Americaned it. Question number one. What is the worst thing I have ever done on a giant Cleveland Browns school bus? Wow. I feel like, uh, I feel like Mr. Ayers has some insight on this one. <laughs> well, I will say that I have witnessed 
gaz on I'm sorry, gaz on a giant Cleveland Brown school bus. Yeah. In in a municipal parking lot. We mm-hmm. won't say which one. I know you're trying to keep a lot of secrecy right. on this. Yeah, I want to keep it down low. Um I mean, I think the easy thing would say like he's pissed in it or shit in it and like who hasn't at this point. Right. Right. But I want to say he received an Abe Lincoln <laughs> from a guy named Bart. Okay. Yeah. That's pretty accurate. Yeah, that seems like way yeah. specific. Very specific. I was going to say took a dump in a pizza box, maybe. On top of the... that. In the, yeah, that seems in the media possible. I've, I've, I've just, I've just seen that so many times. I, mean, I, <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I, I feel don't. like in a real, real-time story, uh, you two, I think we're together, walked in on me doing something <laughs> in a Browns bus. But we can't be held accountable for anything we did bus. during tailgating for the Browns game. So. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you walked in on an act in which I left the third quarter early, and I was in the bus doing things with probably a person. Young lady. Yeah. yeah. Lady Bart. I, I just want to – it was consensual. I just want to make sure that that's stated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What would she say? She might – I mean, we're not going to go into details. It's litigation type I thing. I mean, I think statute of limitations is probably up on this. <laughs> right. Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Plus, there was a lot of alcohol involved. I don't know if they could still use that. Can you use that as a thing? Anyway, yeah. it was a Browns loss. So, yeah. I mean, I think oh, anything flies Oh, here you go. Oh, yeah, probably. Shane, what do you think old uh, Gaz was up to? In I mean, yeah, I, I that was where I was going to go with. I know how – Back in the day, what a ladies' man he was. Thank you, thank you. That there was for sure. What, what day was that? <laughs> there was yeah, one. Was, and by saying ladies' man, I was dressed as one, right? That's when. Yeah, you're dressed as the ladies' man. Pro. <laughs> no, you're dressed as a lady. Yeah, the Kovacier. I like to buy you a fish. A little sandwich. bit of a lisp. <laughs> he was the ladies' man, and there was a lady on the bus. Are, I mean, are we are we close, Jer? Yeah, that's. I mean, all of them. They all happen, huh? Every single one of those things have happened. Actually, I've definitely pissed and shit on myself. Sometimes not. It wasn't the game plan. It just woke up that way. What was the one that you said? That I mean, it. The the Abe Lincoln by Bart. Yeah, that part's made up. That never, <laughs> that never happened that I know of. His name was Chad. And anyway. there was a guy I met at the bar afterwards who offered me an Abe Lincoln at the bar, but I turned it down the first five times. Oh. The sixth time, though, I mean, Persist- at this point, per- you're just persistent. Right? Pays off. I mean, at, yeah. at one point, I'm just like, oh, better off right. just to let it happen. And, <laughs> right. All right, if this guy's offering this, like, it's going to be good. <laughs> right. I mean, you don't brag about a talent and then not have said talent. I mean, that's never. Especially something like that. Right. Because you know I'm going to call you out eventually. <laughs> well, bet well some... you just probably made him put his money where his mouth is, I guess. <laughs> all right. Uh, Next, uh, question number two. Uh, number two. Question number two. What's one secret talent? I have that no one else knows about. Oh, that's good. Hmm. That's Shane, a good what, do you, one. what do you think? I think um, you have a, you have so many talents that we know about. That's that's what's making this difficult. I think you can make your stomach like if you pull your shirt up, you can make it like wave. Oh, like a wave. I think you're just thinking about what he wants to get tattooed on, and he's getting chest compressions <laughs> right. when he's on his deathbed. Right. Well, I think I think he can I mean, control his stomach muscles and make them like wave. Be able to do that. I can do that. I can do it too. I mean, nailed it. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say, maybe it's not a secret anymore, but I think from your, you know, your your desire to own a pizza shop, I bet you make a pretty mean pizza pie. Mm, I do that. So I'm thinking that uh, you got a secret recipe. Maybe it's a secret sauce. Maybe it's the crust. Maybe it's both. That uh, you got something special. You know, in your bag of tricks that you could really unleash to the world and really wow everybody. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. 
I think it's writing. I think it's, it goes back to writing. I think it goes back to the uh, the voice that you have. It's kind of got a great tenor, and I think uh, I think you're a rapper. Very sexy. Thank I you. I think you're uh, a poet like and Tone a rapper. Lo- would you say Tone Loke? I mean, I'd say more sorry, like more like. Um, Would you say Tone more Loke? like the the sa- the sad guy Stan from Eminem? Honky <laughs> Cole Medina. Hey, yeah, say Tone Loke. For God's sake, how many uh, times I gotta tell you to say it? All right, <laughs> that's what I want to be. I'll <laughs> say Time Lock. Okay, that's close enough. Alter ego. He probably was gonna be awesome at rapping. <laughs> all right, number three. Let's get into number three. Funky Cole Medina. Have I ever used my pit boss prowess to seduce a customer? Oh, wow. Okay. One think, of the perks. Mark? One of the perks say, of the job, as they say. I'd say yes, but it was, but it was a, but it was a male. Yeah, that's <laughs> I, honestly that is that's an easy that's an easy sell. Yeah, that was a slam dunk there, Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you've only known Jerry for an hour. <laughs> I, let me tell you something about myself. Like, you can give me any type of attention. It doesn't matter if I'm into you or not. I just like attention. So when a dude's like, "Hey, man, you're pretty cute." Oh, really? All right. Thank well. you, buddy. What do you want? Some free comps? What do you want? Some food? Here's a $50 million marker. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what. Make sure you remind everyone about how my ass looked. You just told me. It was awesome. Yeah, so yeah. I want everyone else those, to know. A few of those chips will get you an hour's worth of my time. <laughs> yeah, you want an escort? Or whatever else that leads to? <laughs> I'm going to say actually no, because I've seen you at the casino, and you are extremely professional. At the yeah, casino. You're that. overly professional. You. You're almost even not even like the same person. What's yeah. the dress code there? What do you got to wear? Uh, I wear a suit. I wear a yeah. suit tie. You know, it's very, it makes it look, so it, which a is. A bow tie? Uh, sometimes, yeah. I do wear yeah, a bow tie. Nice. But, uh, it's, it gives tie, the illusion. Do you tie of, it yourself? I do. I do. I mean, I'm a, I'm a grown adult. That's the so. acme of like male, male style. And my brother forced me to do that because he had a, in his wedding, we all had had to t- you know, bow ties and he wanted like the only reason why we had the kind that you had to tie is because he had this vision of everyone at the party having their ties undone like that's what he wanted he was like oh man it'll be awesome pictures of everyone getting wasted you guys tied your ties yeah, too well yeah, yeah. Sons of all, well some of them are untied he just wants it to be so yeah. they, but that took like three weeks <laughs> watching youtube screwing i mean it was really difficult. now i could tie it Tie, not even look, you know. You but go. I think I've seen pictures of your son with a bow tie. Is that like? Did you pass on the ability to tie a bow tie to your son? I swear I've seen. Yeah. So he's a stylish. He's a stylish it. fellow from um, my recollection. Yeah, he's a very. He's a very good. He's a very good looking young man. He's six one, and he is like. Now he's ripped. He works out every day. Like you're kidding. I am not kidding. You tied this tie one time. And you just keep reusing it, right? You can't. Well, I guess you could undo it in the back, like. But but a bow tie, it's it's, it's harder to do that. That's what I do with all my ties. They're all up in my yeah. closet. They've all been tied one time. Yeah, the like one of your friends, them. one of your friends that were in Catholic school, come over and ties them for you. And then from then on, I just slide over my head. <laughs> I can you tie yourself like one tie knot, and it's a bad knot. It doesn't look good. Wait, are you a Windsor guy? If you if you tie if you tie a well, forehand, so yeah, forehand. so every, everyone's a Windsor guy. They either do a single or they do a double Windsor. I, yeah. I'm a double Windsor. Double Windsor. I, you got to teach me. I only got the single Windsor down. Single Windsor. But I mean, dimple. You got a nice dimple. That's they dimple. call it. I just want one, one big dimple. I've seen some with like the three little dimples. That that's, I'm not into that. I'm not. I'm a one dimple guy. Yeah. But like going to going to Lake, like you had to you had to at least figure out how to do something. Correct. Or I, I mean, I don't know if you had any of these, but I had friends of mine that had their tie left in their locker, always tied. They never. They went forty years, never yeah. learned how to tie. Them. You go to a Catholic school, 
four years. Never learned that at you, that time. Mike, did you have to wear ties at Lima? We did. Yeah. So every, Mike went uh, to Lima Central Catholic, another day we, Catholic uh, school. Oh wow, yeah. Game day wrestling match. We wore. That makes tie. sense. I felt I felt like we had a lot of religion in here. At on, the, on this on this side of the table, not so much over there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We'll be south. Yeah. Public, I was public school kid. Rebels. Oh wow. We'll be south. Rebels. Just yeah. raping and drugs yeah. over there at that school. I think the Confederacy. I remember going to like right. They celebrate racism. Yeah. They actually had. They go to civil war every year. It's great. I drove right by your high school on the way up to everyone's uh, all pissed sky, you, sky zone over there the everyone at, everyone at north they're all pissed because you can't bring guns to school anymore what <laughs> we can't bring our guns to school what is this in america <laughs> everybody at chardon gets the message they're like yeah. Yeah, oh no, my god no guns ever wow <laughs> too soon wow yeah man that's not way to bring it way to bring it down let's, yeah, let's get in the next let's question bring it back up Jerry. yeah right, let's get it all thanks. right what we got thanks mike all right number four while refereeing a wrestling match have I ever given a kid a takedown, even though it wasn't just because the other opponent or coach is a dick? So I guess the question was like, have you ever just given a kid a point? Because I because you like, thought the like other kid baby. was yeah the, the other the other kid or coach kid or coach was a dick. Say, yeah, I'd say one hundred percent. I've, <laughs> I've watched this happen, and, I, and <laughs> if I were given you know the the power of the uh, of the stripes, I would say absolutely yes. I would I would do that. It, you know because. It's fractions. It's seconds, and it's it's. Is he locking hands? Is he not locking hands? Yeah. Like when when yeah. the subjective hand, enters the brain. You know what? He is <laughs> yeah. locking hands. Yeah, you know what? I don't like him. Locking hands. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, full Nelson too. Uh, <laughs> actually, by the way. Yeah. Wait, they were on their feet. He <laughs> fucking full Nelson. Yeah, right. you know what? Okay. Hey, hey, almost behind. Who's him. got the striped on? Okay. Sit down. <laughs> who's got them on? <laughs> Tell me about yeah. Uh, well, we don't have to probably have time for this. Do you wear like the the bike pants and the. Uh, and what, what, the all have you ever been to a wrestling match? What do you yeah. think? I wear yoga pants. With the, the you got, I, I mean, there's just no, there's yeah. no room for like style there. There's just there's not. Well, and it's supposed to be. It's called the uniform. We're supposed to have them on it. But it's self-explanatory. Buy, you wear a uniform. It's you just one of them. Up Uni. In, you couldn't show form. up in like a black pair of Dockers. Like no, there's non-pleated. a strict dress code. There's a strict dress code, and then we have people that police that. Also, they come around. They'll ding you. I mean, you'll get in trouble for it. No, I know, I know Toby. Yeah, <laughs> Toby's actually the nice one about it. He'll still ding you, but he's nicer about it. Oh, wow! Yeah. Yeah. We get we get we get my boy Ray out there. He's, <laughs> he he will uh, not be happy. All right, Shane, what do you think? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you're you're especially you're doing like when you first started, you're doing like a little kids tournament, and some dad's just freaking screaming in the corner, yeah. and you're just like, yeah, your kid just got taken out. Yeah. So I'm glad that you think that I have a moral code that I don't mind fucking a, <laughs> a six year old because I hate his dad. That's that's great. I mean, why but else? I mean, why else would you have gotten into fishing? <laughs> I mean, that's why. Well, like, you guys think pretty highly of me. That's cool. But you're in a tournament yeah. for like. Yeah. I mean, you're there I come to hang out with day. some of my friends. I find out they think I'm a piece of shit. That's awesome. <laughs> you're there all day. It's just natural. You don't go. You don't set out. That's not your goal at the beginning of the day. But it, it it's got to wear on you. But you get a, you give a kid that's getting the crap kicked out of him. Uh, you give them an escape early, even if they're still hanging on the leg, right? Right. They're trying hard enough. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, sometimes you just give the try hard enough point. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right? eh, come on, the kid's losing by ten already. What's two points? <laughs> just give him two. Kid ends up winning by so one. So you can go back and, <laughs> and, find, and his dad can be like, "Well, at least you took him down." <laughs> Do you ever find yourself in like those weird matches where, especially now where you're reffing like younger kids, where it's like the two kids are like trying to smash opposite ends of a magnet together, where you're like two, two green, yeah. like two red, two. Green. I mean, it's a, it's a, <laughs> two red reversal, two green, back points two gonna... red back, 
back red. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> like, so it does get like that. I mean, you, you know, I deal with the, and, and you think it was just like youth level, but no, I mean, at high school level, I deal with different levels of matches. You're dealing with two kids that suck. They're absolutely miserable, but they're equally miserable. So they're like running around. It's, like, it's just, they're not you're scoring both, points. I'm, oh, wow. I'm bored out of my mind. You're both locking hands. Right. <laughs> so, but you know what's difficult in those matches is staying attentive. I'm almost like two different refs. Like when you're dealing with two kids that are just not doing a lot and it's miserable, I'm like looking in the stands, checking out moms. Oh my God, look at that. Okay. He looks divorced. I'll give you. I'd take a couple back points from you. Which one you I'd give you two the hard way. You know, but then all of a sudden I'll have two kids wrestle that are good, right? And I'm a ref, but I'm a a fan of the sport. I mean, I I wrestled my whole life. I coached forever and now I do this. So I'm, my heart of hearts, I am a fan of the sport. So when I have two kids that are good, I'm more into it. Like, I'm pumped, man. I'm like right in there, sprinting around, making sure. I'm like two different refs. Like, you'll watch me like, ah, who's that? Not the guy that was out there two minutes ago who was texting who his mom. Who just that 38-64 <laughs> match? Right? Yeah. Ten minutes ago, I was texting my girlfriend from the mat. <laughs> it was going on nuts and just ref. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Did you do the, the pinfall with you just like tap your foot not even get down? Oh, so here's... Here, I've yet the balls to do it, right? So everyone's got their, their, their special pin they want to call as refs. Like, these are the things you talk about because you don't have friends with coaches anymore. They hate you. Like, that was a weird I went from coaching, friends with everybody. Now all of a sudden I'm a ref. Oh, the refs all hang out together, yeah. Right, because you, well, the because, reason why is because nobody likes you. Coaches doesn't want to hang out. Yeah, coaches don't want to. Fans don't want you anymore. The kids don't want you. No one likes you, right? So you just, you're friends with your only people that will be friends with you. So you talk about stupid pins. Here's the pin that I want to do. I've yet to do it, right? It's called the walkaway pin. Right? So what I you do... You should bring a mic in your back and just right? drop it. So, one of these days I'm going to pull it off. It's a walkaway pin. I want it to be during a good match. Right? I'm down there checking for a fall. So, when you see the fall and signal it, there's time in between. So, it's not... You don't signal... Everyone's like, yeah. oh, you called the fall. That's it. Well, I saw the, I saw the fall before the clock. It wasn't when my hand hit. It was the fall. The fall is when I see it. I want to see the fall. I just want to stand up, start walking away. <laughs> Right? And then when the coach is like, oh my God, what are you doing? Get back over there. That's when I run, jump, and hit the mat. And then I start like pumping the crowd up. Get up! My only question is, why hasn't this happened yet? I'm telling you, it has got to be the most exciting thing you could ever call in the world. It's got to be a good match. be like, what is he doing? What's going on? What happened to the refs having a problem? Oh no, he just got the crowd! What are you going to do? You need to run to the front of the table? And like jump off the table. (laughs) (laughs) But the walkaway's gotta be nonchalant. It's gotta be just like, I'm done with this match. Stand up, slowly start to walk, right? You're not looking at the Yeah, right. Coach is losing their mind. (laughs) I point (laughs) I'm pointing at the coach. I point at the kid that won. Doing the Hulk Hogan breaking listening to the crowd. I'm about to piss my pants. Yeah, that would be the best thing I think that could ever happen. So it's, I call it the walkaway pin. And now, if it, after I'm sure we have millions of listeners are doing this. So the next ref that does this, I'm calling copyright. I'm copywriting this. Any ref that is hearing this right now, that that's a great idea. I think uh, I think that would be the best thing I've ever. And if anything, if there's any sport that needs probably a little bit more entertainment, entertainment, it's definitely wrestling. We need something. What do we have? Like there's like a hundred wrestlers left in the country. I think. Yeah, it's, it's sports dying. It's dying, but you know what? At least you can't pass COVID through wrestling. <laughs> well, you can't as long as the key is you can't shake hands. 
I've learned that. Yeah, know, shaking and, hands is what in the state, can, in the you state can of Ohio. You with the guy for six minutes. Correct. Bleed, sweat, sneeze right on them. You know, I practically make out Basically with them. lick their face. <laughs> but and, uh, and don't do even not, think about shaking hands. Do not shake hands because no. that's, that that's how you pass it. And don't let and the it's, referee it's, raise your hand if you want. I, I mean, God forbid. And, and it's called the Chanel rule, I think. <laughs> Those fuckers never shook hands anyway. And I tell you what, so that's a I can't. So I'm technically I'm not supposed to allow people to the kids to, to shake hands. But when I'm coming out to the mat, this, can, they, this, can, they, can they fist bump? You're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to. They can. So, they can bump. Yeah, they're not supposed to. Else, I'll be honest, it, but they I, can't shake hands. If that's I see the weirdest thing, yeah, I, I don't. So what I don't do is stop it. I just don't. I don't say shake hands anymore. But if I'm walking to the line and you're you're fist bumping or shaking hands. You just kind of look right. at him like, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so in my limited uh, coaching experience, so one thing I always used to do is first period starts, I coach really young wrestlers. And they, they roll around and they do whatever. And then the, you know, whatever the volunteer referee. It's very descriptive. Comes, in, comes yeah, up and you. says. You, you glad, I'm glad you're on radio. You painted a picture yeah. in my you, mind. You have a real way of words. <laughs> but anyway, they, 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 the, the first period goes down and the period ends and the coaches come together at the table. And it's like, what do you, what do you think the score is right here now, right now? Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, maybe 6'4"? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't, it's tough. I'd say 6'4", but I'll, but I'll bet you two points. When we go back out there, they shake hands again. <laughs> you know, the six-year-olds and five-year-olds or whatever. And and I I did this with, with, one, with one coach. He's he's like, uh, okay, deal. All right. So and I said, your kids got six. I think I've got four, but I'll bet you do points. They when we go back out there, they shake hands again. And they go back out there, and sure enough, start of the second period. Ref, ref blows whistle. They shake hands, and he reaches over to the referee's table, flips over two points for my kid. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't like it. He's like, deal. Yeah, hey, hey, yeah. hey. deal's the deal. Yeah, where is your bond? Where is your bond? All right, we're, we're getting off track. Number five, Jer. Number Last five. One. Here we go. As a professional hairstylist, which I am, have I ever had to perform a Brazilian wax job on a man? And what was his name? <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one. Okay. There was a... Um, this was, First of all, does everyone know what a Brazilian wax is? I mean, it, this is a limited crowd. A Brazilian wax, just to so, be... So our listeners, in case they yeah, don't know. A Brazilian wax is when you go in and we will remove all of the hair from your bottom area. That would be your ass, balls, vagina. Everything. Everything down there, right? So we'll trim it down first. Right? Then you will go in with wax and you will remove all of that. That is... A Brazilian wax. So to the question. I think we go back about, yeah. this goes back a while. I think you've done this to a man about 20-something years ago. Okay. All right. I was in the height of my hairstyle. height of hairstyling. Okay. He had a real special date, mm. girl, for the first time that he was expecting to go Wants all the to way with. Her. Wants to impress her. Wanted, really wanted to impress her and yep. look his best. Yep. And um, I, just a coincidence, I think his name was Jim. You think it was Jim? I think his name was Jim. Right. I know it was Jim. <laughs> It was Jim. It might, might, might be Jim Ayers. I don't know. It was just Jim. That's all I know for sure. 100%. I'd say, uh, I'd say, yeah, probably. That, I think that's a, that's a pretty, common, pretty common practice. I'd say it was probably done on a woman. Her name was Beulah. Okay. And uh, it was probably some densely packed pubic hair 
um, all the way, like all you know, pubic hair should from, be from neck to nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there <laughs> non densely packed pubic hair? Yeah, that'd be it's that like would be old, sparsely packed pubic yeah. hair. I think yeah. I've never it, seen spar- that. it does get sparser as you get older. I know this as a transporter from <laughs> seeing a lot of older genitalia. Um, so it, it does get sparse as you get older. It's weird. Sounds. Does it turn gray? That's what it I'm does. Wondering. Does. It's yeah. extremely gray. I'm worried about that. Well, don't be worried. I mean, your beard's already gray. Look at so. your beard. You've got pubic <laughs> so hair imagine, all over your face. Imagine, yeah, imagine if your Speaking face was actually your scrotum, which I, I'm picturing it right now. It's very easy. Uh, it's just like that. <laughs> I'm going to say no. And I've never done it. So I've, I've never actually given a Brazilian... Have you had to do like waxing though in your salon? So I do, yeah. Like your face, I've done a lot of faces. But no, no. Do you think there's a correlation? I always think there's a correlation between women's eyebrows and their amount of pubic hair. Wow, I don't know if there is. What would be that? Like the color or the uh, how, no, how they groom it? The density, how they groom it? thickness. You know, if they have, so if they don't they groom their eyebrows, maybe of, they also do not groom their bingo. Okay, I see where you're going. It's also like the same correlation between like large floppy boobs and and big mouth vaginas. Oh, I did, I did not know there was a correlation between there, but okay. No, yeah, that's that's scientifically that's, proven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same. Dude, yeah. Here's, I, uh, just because you brought it up, talking about <laughs> Cause, yeah. vaginas and underwear, and then seeing, and you brought up Jim here. A funny <laughs> vaginas, <laughs> underwear. After a Browns game. After a Browns game, we're at one of our local pubs, right? So you can imagine that Jim and I and the rest of our group is, you know, we're feeling probably good. Right. Yeah, we're, so, we're celebrating a victory. Yeah, yeah. Not. <laughs> right. we're, we're in the we're in the depths of uh, of our depression, just hammered, wasted, <laughs> and we're talking to this group of girls. Right, all of a sudden, Jim goes, "Hey, we got a bet going." Like, and this was unbeknownst to me. Like, I didn't know this was about to happen. Right, Jim goes, "Hey, we got a bet going on which one of us has the best underwear." So I'm like, "Wow, okay, this is happening." Right, so these girls are like, "Oh, of course we want to do it," and we were all much better looking. This was a long time ago. We were all very. Very good looking. I look over. Jim's the first one to drop his pants, right? He drops his pants. He's got on these tidy whities, like, which made the joke funnier to me. I'm like, he doesn't even have cool underwear on, you know? I mean, he's got these. He's got tight. It was like Hanes tidy whities. That's what he had on, right? So of course I drop drop mine. I've got cool ones on, so I didn't even mind the whole thing going. I was like, oh sweet, thank God I put on my nice underwear. Got a Brazilian wax this morning. Got a Brazilian wax. So there's another one of our friends. I'm not going to say the name, right? He is also with us. He is like right. At, there's a door right there, like you know, like before you go to the bathroom. So he's standing there. He comes over and he's like, "Yeah, what do you think of these? Completely naked. He's got a beer in front of his genitalia and penis area, right? I'm telling you right now. This is like it was awesome because I didn't know this was happening. Pretty sure Jim had a pretty good idea of what was about to go on. But uh, believe it or not, the girls like Jim's the best. <laughs> Not surprised. I I was surprised because I thought he had the worst. I, so I mean, I ladies the, like tidy whities. I don't. I think they were just imagining what was underneath Shane. Yeah, he is. Nah. He, it did look like he was. No, that's not it. No, he actually. I don't know if you've seen Jim. He looked really packed in there. Look, a lot of lot of things happened. Did you notice that he didn't have any socks on? I did not notice that. <laughs> look, looked like he was. Did smuggling. you notice all the napkins at the bar were yeah. gone? I mean, it looked like he had six golf balls in there, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know, I don't know, know if he's got. I don't know if he's got cancer. What's the? Yeah, the bar was missing all the olives for the, for the martinis. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's a tumor or a penis, but nice job. Yeah. That is very large. Either way, why, I'm very impressed. Why, why does your genitalia look like a, a bunch of grapes? Good, good for you. Good for you. 
Well, that I think will be a good wrap on this show <laughs> I because I don't know how much better we can get than that. Yeah, I think I, uh, Jerry, I think we gotta have Jerry back sometime. Yeah, I mean Jerry, you were a great guest. We had a great time. Yeah, we so only much. got into like a quarter, not even. Oh, it tip of the iceberg. Tenth, tip of the tenth iceberg. Of the stories. Very happy that you came, and we're uh, we're so happy to have you, Shane, again on the board. Better tonight, but still, there's some work to do over there. Yeah, we got some editing. Got some editing to do. I don't know if you have to edit too much tonight. No, that wasn't wasn't too bad. So maybe Ryan Burrito can quit quit bitching about it. <laughs> anyway, Mike, you want to you want to lead us out, brother? Yep, I'll take us out. Uh, enjoy "Ramble On" by Led Zeppelin. <laughs>